It's humbling to stand in this place where so many faithful servants have stood, and it's an honor and a privilege to be with you in worship today. Thank you to Richard and Carol and Ann and Eric and David and Hannah and so many people who make it possible for us to worship in this glorious space. Let's take a deep breath. And let's prepare to enter into God's living word and ask God to speak to us this day. From the gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, may your name be revered as holy. May your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything out of friendship, at least because of his shamelessness, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asked for a fish, would give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asked for an egg, would give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Friends, holy wisdom, holy word. Well, after being immersed in this text again, a text that I thought I knew pretty well, I came to a surprising revelation, actually an embarrassing revelation for a pastor. I came to the revelation that I'm not sure I want Jesus to teach me how to pray. And the reason for that is that I'm not sure that I want the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, that's what's promised when we ask and search and knock. Did you notice that? After those familiar words about bread and the odd ones about snakes and scorpions, Jesus says, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? 
It isn't that we are somehow manifesting our personal desires or even our heartfelt hopes when we pray to the Most High God and say, Our Father, who art in heaven. This prayer that Jesus teaches us to pray asks God to align us not with our wishes, but with God's will. Jesus says in this text that our shamelessness, our persistent prayers, they get us so much more than what we're asking for. God gives us the Holy Spirit. And if you have read the Bible even just a little bit, you know that the Spirit isn't always in line with our wishes and our desires. Have you noticed that the Holy Spirit will mess up your plans? It's the Holy Spirit that upends our expectations. It's the Holy Spirit that changes the guest lists of our gatherings. It's the Holy Spirit who sends us places we don't want to go. Do you remember what the Spirit does? It drives Jesus into the wilderness do you remember the power of the Spirit? It takes a valley of dry bones and brings them back to life. If you've read the Bible, you know the Spirit will send you into enemy territory. It's the Spirit that puts words in our mouths that we might not really want to say because they make people mad and they may even get you killed. It's the Holy Spirit that gets us into trouble with those closest to us. Even as the scales are removed from our eyes and we see Christ in the people we thought we hated. I'm not sure I want to pray like that. Because Jesus teaches his disciples to pray in accordance with God's will. It's communal, it's radical, it's eschatological. It's huge. It's so much more than we can ever hope or imagine when we say, hey, Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? Jesus says, yeah, I'll teach you. Pray like this. Pray God's kingdom come. You know, that kingdom where justice floods the streets and the last are first and the meek will inherit the earth. Sure, you want to know how to pray? Pray like this. God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven where the wolf and the lamb lie down together and no one is hurt or destroyed anymore. Pray like this. God's kingdom come. Where swords are turned into plowshares. And the pharaohs of this world get knocked off their thrones. Do you really want to pray like this? Lord, teach us how to pray. All right, then. Pray like this. Ask for your daily bread. Just what you need. Don't hoard without the thought of others who don't have anything. 
Don't build bigger barns out of greed. Give away your shirt and then your coat. Go the extra mile, turn the other cheek. Hand over your lunch. Pass around the loaves and the fish without fear of scarcity. Are we ready to pray this way? Lord, teach us how to pray. Okay. Ask for forgiveness. Repent. Be prepared to change. Renounce evil. Turn from its ways. Take the lower seat. Forgive others as you have been forgiven. Pray for your enemies. Eat with those that you've looked at with disdain. Make amends for the harm that you have done. Do everything in your power to seek reconciliation over retribution and mercy over sacrifice and repair over revenge. Do we really want to pray this way? Lord, teach us how to pray. Okay, pray like this. Lead us not into temptation or time of trial. Don't give in to the status quo or culture's narrative to the idolatry within and without. Pray for God's rule to be supreme. Pray for God's reign to transform, for God's kingdom to really, truly unmistakably come are we ready to pray this way i wonder if the disciples got more than what they were asking for when they said lord teach us how to pray because jesus didn't give them a formula so much as an admonition to follow he didn't give us just words to recite. He gave us a way of life to embody. Do we really want to pray this way? Because when we ask and search and knock, God gives us so much more than we can ever hope or imagine. We get the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will upend our plans and change our lives. Are we ready to pray this way? Or maybe we just want to lock the door and pull the shades and pretend we don't hear our friends relentlessly knocking for help, or we don't know that the Spirit just won't stop pursuing us. I don't want ears to hear or eyes to see. I don't want to perceive the new thing that God is doing, because then I might have to do something about it. I'm not sure I want to advocate for others. It might mean I have to sacrifice something, and you know what? I don't know. I'm tired. I'm more than a little bit afraid. 
Dear God, I want some relief. Lord, have you read the news? God, have you seen the pictures? Have you been listening to the radio? Have you, God, been paying attention to my thoughts? It just feels like the violence is endless. And the world is in upheaval and the fear all around is palpable and the anxiety within is growing and it just feels like everyone is on the brink of coming undone. My parents, their physical health is failing. My children, their mental health is precarious. Lord, could you just give me 10 steps to success, please? Or, you know, maybe three ways to find balance. How about one of those titles? You know, they're a best-selling book. You see them in the airport. They say, how not to give up. Dear God, what is a word of grace in the midst of all of this? Good news is just laughable to some. It's so threatening to others that it got Jesus killed. I don't know that I want to pray this way. But God, you are so shamelessly persistent. You keep chasing us down with goodness and with mercy. You will not leave us alone. You promise I will not leave or forsake you. Lo, I am with you always. Like a mother who cannot forget her nursing child. Oh, it sounds so sentimental and sweet. When in point of fact, a mother cannot forget her nursing child because it hurts when they are apart. It is painful when they are separated. And God aches when we lock ourselves inside and pull down the shades. And God knows when our knuckles bleed from knocking on the wrong doors. And God is so shamelessly persistent. And God refuses to give up on us long after we have capitulated to cynicism or disdain or have surrendered to hopelessness. God not only welcomes us home, God goes out looking for us. And right now, God is pursuing us. Right now, Christ is walking through locked doors and giving us peace. Right now, Christ is praying for us. 
right now the Spirit is interceding on our behalf. The gifts of God are for the people of God, even if we have forgotten whose and who we are. Out of shameless love, God sends the Son. And the Spirit tears heaven apart to let us know that we are God's children too. We are beloved. And God is well pleased with each and every one of you. Even now. Even if you don't want to pray. And you're sick of searching. And you just want to hide. So if you are tired, if you are afraid, if you feel like you have relentlessly been begging for help, or if you are desperately trying to pretend that your intervention on behalf of others isn't needed, Know that right now, Jesus is asking and searching and knocking on your behalf, and the Spirit cannot be stopped. Right now, God is doing abundantly far more than we can ever hope or imagine. Right now, the Spirit blows where it wills, even if we don't hear the sound of it. Right now, God is speaking through dismissed people who were turned into prophets at Pentecost. Right now. Deniers are being transformed into church builders. And Saul is becoming Paul right now. A valley of death is being transformed into a crucible of abundant life. Because when we pray, the Spirit is given. When we pray, God, hallowed is your name, your kingdom come. Usher in peace, help us believe in your abundance, make our joy complete, our oneness evident. Give us just enough bread for today, just enough light to take the next step. Just enough hope to go towards the ditch and see that those people are not yet dead. Our self-righteousness, our despair, our excuse-making, in humble recognition of being saved by grace, help us to see everyone as our sibling. Because we're all just sinners standing under the word of God. 
Good Lord, help us. Help us not to give in to being anything less than you created and called us to be. Help us to see others as the beloved children of God they are. And when we are in a place or in a state, when we don't have the strength to utter a word of this, good Lord, remind us that we are surrounded by the communion of the saints. Remind us that we are enveloped by a great cloud of witnesses who are right now cheering us on. When we don't have the strength to pray, remind us that Christ prays for us. The Spirit intercedes for us. Because God, you always do so much more than we can ever hope or imagine. So we can be shameless. And we can just say it. Lord, we're tired. We're afraid. The past few years have rocked us all to the core and upended so much that we thought was rock solid. But dear Lord, we are still here. And you have never left us. And so we are gathered together in worship to praise God and to pray as Jesus taught. We don't know what will come of these historic events. From pandemics to politics, global conflicts, personal tragedies. But God, we know your kingdom will come. And we know you will give us nothing less than the Holy Spirit. And that spirit makes us shameless. Shameless to love as God loves. Shameless to work for justice. Shameless in caring for the least of these. Shameless in expanding our hospitality and welcoming little children. That spirit makes us shameless as we beg God for forgiveness and we extend it to others. And dear Lord, we know you hear us when we pray and you hold us when we can't. And you pursue us when we run away and you write your words on our hearts. And that makes us shameless. Ridiculous in hope. 
so completely free in Christ Jesus, our Lord, that we don't give up on anybody, be they friend or enemy. That spirit makes us shameless to work for good, to go to people on the margins, to trust that God works through people like us. It makes us shamelessly persistent in enacting the truth that Jesus came not to condemn this world, but to save it. Lord God, in fear and in trembling, in joy and anticipation, teach us to pray this way. So that with the Spirit's help, earth will look a lot more like heaven. Even here and even right now. Amen.